the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This week, Chris is on special assignment. We're recovering from the International UFO Congress. You can take that any way you want. Regardless, he's not here, but we have asked at the last minute our own forum moderator and occasional guest co-host, Gogs Mackay, to join us. Gogs, how's it going for you? I'm going great, Gene. And um, as I told you about recently, I'm really getting into my new iMac. Um, it's a long time since I've been using Macs, and uh, this computer is light years ahead of everything, anything I'd owned in the past. So I'm really happy getting to grips with this. Um, I'm looking forward to the show today. This is one of those 5K iMacs, right? Yeah, it is. Wow. Okay, well, glad that you got your new equipment. Congratulations. Now you could use all the latest stuff with it. Let's move on to some exciting times here. Now, there's a lot of debate in the PowerCast forums at forum.thepowercast.com about these alleged Roswell slides. I'm sure you've been following with Gogs. Yeah. The Roswell slides, supposedly they're found in an attic somewhere. Two slides. And now they're trying to say that what you see on those slides may be the body of an alien, more to the point, maybe a body of an alien from the Roswell crash. And I'm still wondering about making the connections here. What do you think? I haven't studied the photos and uh, slides in detail, and I believe there are um, some a few more still yet to be seen in public when they're going to be revealed. But it's been said before that all it's showing is, you know, it's a picture. Even if the, even if it's proved to be um, film stock of that era, it, it still doesn't prove anything. And it certainly doesn't prove that that body on that stretcher um, came from the crash scene near Roswell. But... What I'm really thinking could be interesting is if if it's possible to determine, firstly, that the slide isn't a composite, you know, a modern fake, and if it's possible to check that anything in the background, you know, corresponds to the real location, so say what used to be the hospital, Roswell Army Airfield, things like that. The reason why I think this could be interesting, if it is supposedly uh, original 1940s film stock, it's just that in in science fiction, in the public consciousness, there wasn't the image of the grey alien as we know it now. So if this is an original image, this kind of, you know, small alien being kind of precedes what was to come later on, quite a bit later on. So even though it doesn't prove in anything itself, that that's quite interesting. Uh, I'll be very interested to see what the remaining slides tell. To clarify, what we're seeing is not the original slides, but a copy of some kind of video presentation showing the slides. So we do not see them in full resolution. So we don't know exactly how precise this image is, how clear it is. And until we see that, and until we see the photo analysis that might have been done, then we're really just whistling in the dark here. Yes, because it's only just a, it's a leak that's happened so far. And, and that's why it's not anything near original. But 
if I'm right, I'm right that there will be supposedly original slides coming, or are we saying there, we're only ever going to be seeing copies? We're supposed to see what the original slides look like, okay. and you could use them with a slide projector. Yeah. And that's supposed to happen in May at an event that's sponsored by a Mexican UFO researcher who's kind of controversial, Jaime Musan, in mm-hmm. Mexico City. And you have to pay for it. It's not like you're inviting the press down. You have to pay for this event. You have to go in there and you have to shell out the cash. It's not just a press conference in America. So regardless, if they fill the seats, they can make money off it. And I have no problem with making money from what Mm -hmm. you do. Someone has to pay the bills. I worry about the pomp and the circumstance ahead of presenting authentic information. Because if this is what purports to be, and right now we just have hype and we just have vapor, which is the phrase in the computer industry for announcing a product or software that doesn't really come out or ends up not quite being what's touted to be. So we have something here where we have the promise of a smoking gun or a possible smoking gun in the Roswell case. And that's a lot of connections to make, even if it was an alien being. Where does it come from? Is it from the Roswell case? And even if the photo emulsion is dated back to 1947, which is what they claim, how do you know when the picture was taken? Remember today, when we take photos on your iPhones or your Samsung phone or something, or any digital camera, they're geotagged with time and location. But a Kodachrome slide, you know, maybe that film was sitting in a refrigerator for 10 years, which helps preserve it. And then somebody takes the picture or fakes the picture. No idea. We'll see what happens. There's not even a hope of a, of an ev- a decent evidence chain. It's also interesting, I think, that you know, in ufology, often we want to be taken seriously. Certain we would love to be taken seriously by the scientific community at large. And I, I agree with you that I don't have a problem with anyone uh, making money. Certainly, if you're going to have to front a convention or something like that, you, have, you need to recoup your costs and stuff. But having this, like, whatever, 10,000-seater arena in Mexico City, this huge grandstanding before any analysis, it's the wrong way around if you want to be taken seriously, is my my opinion. But, you know, how much checking will never be able to join the dots. And as you're saying, there's no way... Even if even if it was a real photo, there's no way to actually put that apparent being at the Roswell crash. There are lots of holes in the evidence chain. Well, we're going to see if that chain is filled. But right now, what bothers me is the hype. That instead of just sitting back and saying, look, when everything is ready, we'll give you the information. You get all these preliminary reports and grandstanding. And that creates a situation where expectations rise And they're setting themselves up for a big fall. As I said, follow the Apple Incorporated playbook. Apple doesn't announce a product or a service till it's ready or till there's a marketing reason for them to have that product or service announced. They don't announce it otherwise. They let the rumor mongers go on. But here we have all the hints being dropped and we still don't know that there's anything serious going on. We'll have to see. Do you see the parallels with the whole Melba Ketchum situation with the supposed Bigfoot DNA and how that became public supposedly before when it should have? And there's this kind of a similar thing going on here. 
that isn't very positive for the subject. Now, on this week's episode of the Paracast, we're returning to Rendlesham Forest. And the key reason is because one of the key figures in that case, one of the witnesses, former Airman First Class John Burroughs, has been on the show a couple of times. And he had been fighting with the Veterans Administration to get coverage for a medical disability that supposedly relates to what happened in Rendlesham Forest. And he elicited a lawyer to help him out. And the VA is pretty difficult to deal with. Look at all the controversies about the VA. So what we've done today is we've invited John with his attorney, who's going to explain the process and how he got involved, because he's a guy in Mississippi who took on this case to help a veteran get what was due him. We'll also hear from Nick Pope. And as you know, Nick was on the Paracast not so long ago with John, and we were discussing a book in which they all participated in called Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. All right? And there's been some controversy over that book involving Peter Robbins, who was co-author of Left at Eastgate. This is pretty involved, folks. We'll focus on that very little. I'd rather focus on what in the press release says the U.S. government's de facto acknowledgement of the existence of UFOs in accepting the claim from John Burroughs. More to come with Gene and Gogs Mackay. You're in the Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. 
Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Extend your life with Extendovite. Here is what one doctor has to say about Extendovite. I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on your product and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with uh, heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast-killing effect. The yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver heart. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there I find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your ram- close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the the gut, it's working on the liver, it's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're joined by Nick Pope. And of course, you all recall he was involved with the UFO desk at the UK Ministry of Defense. He's written or co-authored such books as Encounter of Rendlesham Forest. We also have John Burroughs, who was a co-author of that book and one of the key figures in the Rendlesham case. We also have an attorney from Mississippi, Patrick Frascagna. And if I keep mispronouncing his name, it's because my Italian... And we're going to cover a lot of ground here. So if you think I'm giving it short shrift, I'm sorry about that. Of course, we have Gogs Mackay as our guest co-host this week. Chris was not able to make it. And a very quick announcement for you. If you haven't checked it out yet, we have the Paracast Plus, our premium subscription package for the show. If you go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com, you learn more. We offer the ad-free version of the show with higher quality audio. We offer the After the Paracast podcast. And this week, it's going to be me and Gogs doing that segment After the Paracast. If you go for a subscription of one year or five years, you get a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Nick, before we go on, as you know, we did an episode of the Paracast back in December with Peter Robbins, one of the co-authors of Left at Eastgate. And he's involved in this ebook called Deliberate Deception, And I take it, obviously, he was none too happy 
with the book that you did, Nick, about Rendlesham with John, of course. What is the situation here? What's going on? What's your response? Well, you know, despite attempts to kind of spin this as some great controversy in the UFO community, bottom line is Peter doesn't like our book. And, you know, we get that. Uh, he's made a he's made a whole bunch of Facebook posts about it, been on a couple of radio shows. And, and as I say, you know, he's he's uh, said that he doesn't like our book. But to try to imply that the UFO community is up in arms and there's some great scandal and that encounter in Rendlesham Forest is part of some sinister government disinformation plot to discredit him and or Larry Warren. I mean, that's that's just fantasy. I wish Peter well. But, you know, our book was not about Larry Warren. And Larry's had his say. Peter's had his say. Encounter in Rendlesham Forest was John, Jim and myself putting what we thought we wanted to say out. Bottom line, Peter doesn't like the book. That's his prerogative. And that's really despite, you know, all the tens of thousands of words that have been written about all this. Frankly, that's all there is to say. Just one brief follow-up question then, Nick. Obviously, questions are raised, I guess, about your former association with the government of the UK. And that is part of the common conspiracy theory in the UFO field. If you ever work for the government, maybe you're part of the conspiracy to hide UFO information. Yeah, well, I can't. None of us can escape our past. Uh, this comes up with with anyone involved in this field who who has been in this sort of position and worked for the government. I mean, John Alexander, I'm sure, has similar issues. Yeah, I worked for the government, for the British government for 21 years at the Ministry of Defense. I did a lot of interesting things. Self-evidently, I can't talk about a lot of that because I signed the Official Secrets Act. A lot of information is still classified. But to extrapolate from there and, and say that I'm, I don't know, guardian of some great secret about this, part of a cover-up, candidate member of MJ-12, whatever the, the accusations are. I mean, again, you know, people can believe that if they want, but it simply isn't true. You know, in a sense, I can deny it till the cows come home. My, my denials are hardly going to be believed by the conspiracy theorists anyway. So in a sense, what's the point in even trying? Also, I would think if you had guilty knowledge about UFOs, it would blow the lid on everything. Why would you even get involved in the field in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can I jump in on that real fast? Sure, John. Okay. One of the things that I'm going to bring up later, you know, because we're getting close to the end, probably the first segment anyway, is that Nick's been trying to get some stuff out for years. And it all... It's going to lead back to what ended up a lot of it having to do with me being able to get my disability approved and, you know, and stuff that we focused on when we went forward with the VA, Pat and I, and that's Project Condine. And Nick, as soon as this was declassified, started talking about it. So I think people need to understand that Nick has actually been out there trying to get people to pay more attention than they really have. And they've chose to ignore it, which is their fault, not Nick's. Okay, maybe there'll be questions from listeners about that, but let's move on. Let's go to the future and see what's happening. Now, Patrick Frascagna is an attorney from Mississippi who takes on a lot of cases, I gather, that go against the corporations, 
go against the man, as they say. In this case, Pat, why did you get involved with this? Did you have an interest in UFOs before this came to your desk? Not, not particularly, Gene. I wouldn't say so. By invitation of John and, at the time, Jim Penniston to get involved with them, um, given the importance and the credibility of the Rendlesham Forest incident, it, it just seemed like a natural to help them. There was no hesitation. Not for me, at least. Okay, so did you seek out John and Jim, or had you heard about this case before this started? What? Well, that's kind of a yes, yes and uh, no answer to that. I had originally seen a television program back around 2008 uh, that involved, um, that was about the Rendlesham Forest incident. It was the first time I'd ever even uh, was, was aware of that. And although I'd had a passing interest in UFOs through the years, even since childhood, I never had a great interest in the topic until I saw that program. And it struck me immediately at that time as something special, very special. And I decided that I would like to meet the principals of that, of that incident, of course, who were John and um, John Burroughs and Jim Penniston. And so ultimately, I, I organized a conference, a UFO conference here in the home state of Mississippi in 2011 and invited them to come, primarily so that I could meet them, so that I could assess for myself uh, what that incident was all about, whether it was as, as credible as it seemed and, and so forth. It was from that conference and meeting them that they then asked me to join with them in their struggle to uh, obtain records and so forth. Let's go into the problem here. Now, we all know the VA, especially the VA in Phoenix, Arizona, has been under fire for just incompetence, ignoring patients, allowing patients who are very, very sick not to get the treatment that they deserved. And we'll get into Gog's question on our next segment. But here's the thing here. In getting involved in something like this and and taking on a case like this against the government, coping with a bureaucracy, do you think that the problems he encountered in getting his coverage were related to other VA issues or something specific because he had a UFO sighting. We'll have more to come. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Patrick Frascagna. More to come with Gene and Gogs. You're in the podcast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, And the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
Attention listeners, SurvivalLife.com is giving away free EverStrike permanent matches for a limited time only. These matches are waterproof and will light in any weather condition, rain, snow, or sleet. It will still throw a spark. Its built-in ferro rod strikes at 3,000 degrees, and it is good for 15,000 strikes. Normally, $15. Today, it's free. Get yours at FreeSurvivalLighter.com. Again, that's FreeSurvivalLighter.com. Hurry, supplies are limited. Visit FreeSurvivalLighter.com today. By now, you heard about Bitcoins. But did you know that over 65,000 businesses accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Because at BidBit.co, you can receive Bitcoin by selling your personal items or business products. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products quickly, easily, and securely at BidBit.co. That's B-I-D-B-I-T.co. BidBit.co. What good? is a big Berkey water filter. We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com and in a word the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Gox and Mackay as our guest co-host this week on the Paracast. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris will be back next week. Our guests, Nick Pope, John Burroughs, Patrick Frascagna, an attorney who took on the case of defending John Burroughs to get the money due him from the VA. So framing the question I asked in the last segment, Pat, do you think part of the problem was because of the incompetence of the VA that we all know about or because of his UFO connection or both? I think it was both. I think at first, so much of it could certainly, you could point to just negligence, I've called it nonfeasance. 
I didn't necessarily see any malfeasance or anything like that. It was just typical government bureaucracy. However, as time went on and certain problems continued to persist, certain um, problems in getting records and just the way that things were being handled, it, it moved beyond just mere left and right hands, not knowing what, what they were doing or negligence or whatever you want to call it. Although there was an element of both, by a certain point, it became clear there was something much more. Call it sinister, if you like. Hi, Pat. Um, Gog's here. Um, I've got a question for you. Just on, on the legal side of things, did you research much you know, legal precedent for cases of veterans who were having their medical records withheld? Were there other similar cases you could look at and you know, see what happened with these? Or was this quite an unusual case? I would say the latter, quite an unusual case. The game plan all along was to give the government every opportunity that we could in responding to written requests to give us what we wanted, which was simply John Burroughs' medical records or anything else that would assist us in providing or assist a uh, medical professional in treating him. So we figured, that we, we, you know, from the very beginning, this is what we'll do. We'll keep asking. And if they, if they keep denying, then at some point after we've asked as many times as we could and still gotten nothing, then we've got the case we need to go up against the government well. And so they continued to do that, and we were building our case all along in that direction. It gets to a point where there's obvious stonewalling going on. Um, I'm sure that exactly. that's what it seems. Um, John, if I can bring you in here a bit quickly. Having been in the military myself, I know that there are medical classifications for fitness to serve in the military. I was just wondering if at the time or just after the Rendlesham incident, was there any change to your medical fitness classification just uh, post the event, as in so something something happened to change, to downgrade you, or, or nothing happened? What happened on that score? Okay, it's pretty simple. The condition I got, I had that was diagnosed right after the incident, I could not have gotten into the Air Force with. And that was part of the initial uh, evidence that was submitted that because couldn't get on get our hands on the medical records, I, I had a copy of my entry physical, my exit physical in 1988. And when I came in, I had a clean bill of health, no heart issues, no anything. And a matter of fact, the condition that I was later diagnosed in the military with right after the incident would have disqualified me from coming in the military. It was found shortly after the incident. And it was it was very prevalent when the civilian doctor found it. I happened to be home when I got I was continuing to be not feeling well, but I got really sick one particular time when I was home, and I couldn't travel back, and I had to go see a civilian doctor. So from from that point on, shortly after the incident, I was diagnosed with the heart issue that continued to get worse over the years. What type of heart issue are we talking about? We're talking about my heart mitral valve was damaged. There's two leaflets in uh, in the uh, valve itself, and both of them are damaged. Normally, when there is an issue with the mitral valve, the one valve, and I call them front and back because I can't, I don't have the technical name for it. The front one is the one that'll show damage, which it did. But the back one, which they, my civilian doctors didn't even look at for whatever reason. But I, I've gotten different things from different people over the years saying they normally wouldn't, just because that usually isn't a problem. That that particular leaflet was shredded. 
it all leads back to radiation, what caused it. Pat, if I can come back to you for a second, did the Veterans Administration at any time, their, their legal team, did they ever try to possibly attribute John's medical prog- problems to anything else in his career, uh, military or otherwise, you know, try to steer the blame, as it were, away from the Rendlesham incident? Not after my involvement began in 2011. John, you'd have to answer if there was anything prior to that of such nature. No, never. Matter of fact, what they did do, which we've kind of skirted around, was when when we first filed the claim, okay, it went in through Senator Kyle's office, and they were the ones that came back and said, my records appear to be classified. And what it came down to was they denied my initial disability claim, and this is a key to this going forward, is that I wasn't in the Air Force, yeah. And that I did not have any medical records for the time frame from 79 to 82, which, in fact, our claim was based solely on the fact that I was injured in the line of duty, that it took place in Rendlesham Forest, you know, in 1980, and it was from radiation damage. And they had had these documents in front of them already in the first place showing that the incident took place, that I was there and everything else, and they chose to overlook them. They chose to come back with the simple denial of this. So, and you weren't in, so you weren't there, so you couldn't have been damaged by radiation. Well, if you were not in the Air Force, where were you? Well, that's, it took a while, but Senator McCain's office and through some stuff I was able to do too around the Air Force, which I understand how to get around them, we were able to show uh, an updated DD Form 214. But we have all the uh, evidence that shows that they initially said I wasn't in until 1982. That was one of the first things that started. Now, let me clarify here. Did doctors officially diagnose you as having some sort of radiation poisoning to generate this heart condition? We can't get the the exact records from them. They're still denying us access to my medical records and the uh, final evaluation on why they refuse to acknowledge it. Matter of fact, it was almost like when they gave this out, then three weeks later, I got a letter from them saying we'd done a specific FOIA through Senator McCain's office. And he basically gave a one-line sentence said that they've released everything that they're going to release. And in fact, that wasn't what the FOIA was about, which is they violated federal law by not acknowledging exactly what the questions were in the FOIA. And plus, they're not going to release the case file when they came to the final decision, other than that, that we do have evidence as far as through when they release the final stuff to us, it shows, you know, that I've got the disability and the evidence considered, which was the Reynolds and Forest stuff, which was what led back to me, my first claim in the first place. Did you at any time try to just get an appointment with a VA to see a doctor and let him diagnose for his or herself what you were suffering from? Oh, that's another whole long story, Gene, oh, about yeah. how the Pat was there for a lot of it with the surgery and what was said with the doctors, what they were looking at. Um, the fact that some of the VA doctors can't even get into certain parts of my files. They don't have the clearance. Uh, the fact that a lot of my files are locked down even during and after the surgery. They're all in the VISTA system, which some of the stuff, the, ma- the main, the easy stuff is all there, doctors and everything. The stuff that has to do with my heart and all that other stuff, it all says it. They, the doctors and all, all the diagnosis is in the VISTA system. When I requested to get that stuff, I was denied access to that. Does it help then to just take brand new tests and see what you're suffering from now rather than look at the history if you can't get it? Pat, you can answer that. Your wife's a... Well, that, that's a good question, but I, I think the way I would answer that, 
most succinct answer would be the conversation I had with John's cardiac um, the surgeon after um, afterward. And he came in, I think it was the next day, into intensive care. And I asked him, I said, so what damaged his heart? And he said, I have no idea. So if he didn't know, I don't, I don't know that there was any tests that could be performed. We did have assistance uh, from some others that had some uh, knowledge of that sort of radiation and had written letters trying to let the VA doctors know that that's what it was uh, that had done so. Let's but pause here and we'll continue. Patrick Frascagna joining us with John Burroughs, Nick Pope, with Gene and Gogs Mackay, you're in the podcast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If the IRS has garnished your paycheck or seized money from your bank account, you need to get professional tax help now. Fast action is required to put a halt to these aggressive IRS collection tactics. You can count on the knowledgeable team of tax professionals at Walland Associates. With over 30 years of experience, Walland Associates has settled the tax problems of thousands of taxpayers for a small fraction of what they owed. For a free face-to-face consultation, call 1-800-425-4610 to put a wall between you and the IRS, 1-800-425-4610, or look for us on the web at wallandassociates.net. We solve tax problems. If you hire Walland Associates today, you'll never have to talk to the IRS again. To stop the levies and seizures today, take action now. Call Walland Associates at 1-800-425-4610. Walland Associates, 1-800-425-4610. Based on actual cases, results may vary, not a solicitation for legal services. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Frasconia. 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 Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Pat Frasconia with Nick Pope and John Burroughs. We're talking about the decision to cover John Burroughs, get him some coverage from the VA so he can get his treatment. Now, I gather also, John, that Getting this kind of treatment from a civilian doctor is pretty darn expensive if you don't have coverage. Well, I had medical coverage, and the way this all started was that the civilian doctor could not figure out what was wrong with me. In other words, the symptoms were there. I kept going into AFib and um, congestive heart failure. He ran quite a few tests to the point where all everything that would have led to me having these symptoms wasn't there. In other words, he ran through all the tests. As a matter of fact, he wanted to do one more that the actual insurance company denied because everything leading up to that last test, which was very expensive, showed no signs of that. So he was completely perplexed. And the first incident wasn't terrible. The second one was worse, where they put the pacemaker defibrillator in. The third one was where I almost died. So When, when did this it, happen? It started right after I returned from England in 2010, uh, early 2011, and it went forward from there. I mean, the thing was, at the time of my surgery, they didn't even they didn't even realize when they had more data provided to VA and and a couple of other doctors that we haven't been able to identify who they are. Um, they had more data than most, but the, even hint when I first went in, at first the surgeon thought, well, maybe we can band it. But then when he went in, he said, he, like he said, he's never seen any kind of damage like this as far as it was extensive. And he said I was close to failure. And, and even they couldn't, even with the tests that they had, they couldn't realize how bad it was. And you just don't see that kind of damage, not especially at my age and my, you know, healthy and everything else about me was healthy. All my heart, every test they did, my heart was healthy. The only damage was from the actual valve damage creating all the damage. John, do we know if um, Jim Peniston suffered any ill effects? 
Jim has had medical issues. You need to read Encounter and Rendlesham Forest because I don't, it's personal. I don't want to go into his issues, you know, and he actually at the beginning was on board with this. And then for whatever reason, we don't even know why he dropped out of it pretty quickly after we, we finished the citizens hearing. And his only comment that he's made publicly was that he had some other documents that he held back that he turned into the VA and the VA was taking care of the issues. So that's the best I can go in on what Jim's medical issues were. Sure. So at this particular point in time, John, what's the state of your health? Have these issues been resolved by the surgeries you've had? Well, they're resolved in the fact that my heart is getting stronger and I'm getting better. Yes. But the damage is severe. I mean, my fracture rate is very low compared to what's normal. It's in the 30s. It should be up in the 50s. I have a pacemaker defibrillator. I have a mechanical valve in my heart. And my heart had quite a bit of damage that they just now took another test to see how much it's repaired itself. But I will not have access to that either. Patrick, let's get back to you and what you pursued here. Now, obviously, you didn't go into court for this, did you? Did you just basically reach a settlement, that right? Right. We, didn't, we never had to go to court, per se, for anything, um, it, it, which is good. Um, but we were prepared in getting, you know, getting in position, if that's what it was going to take, to do so. And uh, John McCain, Senator McCain's office, well, you know, Senator Kyle had tried to help us. Albeit he was leaving office, and I think we only had him uh, on the case for about a year. Was that right, John? Before he left, and he was unable to do anything. And then Senator McCain got on board, and all along we knew that if if the U.S. senator could not shake anything loose from this tree, then we were ready to go forward uh, in court. Now, is there a written settlement or agreement with the government over this issue? They issued a letter uh, to the senator about the case. So, yes, there is. Does that letter say anything specifically about the Rendlesham encounter, UFOs, things like that? Is it just strictly about his treatment? No, no, no. It does include that. Uh, It includes, there's a, a, a page of that that includes the evidence that lists the evidence that was considered in coming to the conclusion that John needed uh, to be taken care of by them and listed among the items on that page or documents that John had provided um, to them regarding the Rendlesham Forest incident. And it is so named in that uh, on that page specifically. So therefore you conclude on the basis of that, that they're acknowledging the existence of UFOs. Yes, and and, and right away, I'm going to have to to tell you, John had referred to it earlier. This goes back to Nick and what he had done in the release of that uh, report in, I believe it was 2006. But for that, it wouldn't have been included in this document. Nick, would you like to add to that? Yes. um, There were two statements which I think were particularly helpful and I mean, let's not forget that uh, b- before I go into those, uh, that let's not forget how high up the tree this has gone. Uh, not only was, uh, and John and Pat will, I'm sure, come on to speak about this in more detail. Not only was Senator Kyle uh, and his office involved, but Senator McCain uh, and his office involved much more recently added to the fact that six 
uh, former members of Congress wrote not just to the secretary of the VA, but to the president of the United States about this. So this is this has been considered at the highest level. Turning to your specific question, the two pieces of evidence which really, I think, helped unlock this, given, of course, that for years all this was denied, were two things. Firstly, a Ministry of Defense document uh, dated February 23rd, 1981, which was the Defense Intelligence Staff Assessment of the Radiation Levels at the landing site. And the critical phrase there was that it said uh, significantly higher than the average background. Uh, and, and this, of course, goes back to what Colonel Holt put in his memo when Monroe Nevels, the disaster preparedness officer, assessed the landing site with a Geiger counter. But the real smoking gun, what really unlocked this, I think, is a an obscure sentence from Project Condine's final report. Bear in mind, this document was classified secret, UK eyes only. And it was tucked away. It's a classic case of the best place to hide a book is in a library. And the quote was as follows. The well-reported Rendlesham Forest slash Bentwaters event is an example where it might be postulated that several observers were probably exposed to UAP radiation for longer than UAP sighting periods. There may be other cases which remain unreported. It's clear that the recipients of these effects are not aware that their behavior slash perception of what they are observing is being modified. So basically, bottom line, a highly classified intelligence study on UFOs said, yeah, these guys were irradiated. And that, I think, is what gave Pat and John the ammunition to say, hey, you can deny all you like. We've got a government document here that says these people were irradiated as a direct result of encountering whatever it is they encountered. Patrick, from beginning to end, how long did this process take? Well, I can only tell you from the time I joined um, the effort, that would be since 2011, so essentially four years. But John was John was working on this long before, so he would have to tell you how long before them. During the course of this, did you hear of any other cases involving people possibly being injured as a result of a UFO sighting? Oh, I've heard many. I've, I've had, at this point, at the very least, several dozen, if not well over 100, people contact me from across the country uh, that have had different encounters and then reported uh, injuries therefrom. So obviously this is not something, an isolated case. Uh, it's, it's a different case in the sense that it's had the publicity it has, and it's the Rendlesham Forest incident, of course. But there are others out there, without a doubt. And we'll have you answer this in our next segment, Pat. But do you plan, perhaps, on pursuing any more cases now that you've had this victory in hand, assessing the fact that we have a UFO connection with radiation injury? I'm going to ask you that in our next segment. We're talking to Nick Pope. We're talking to John Burroughs. We have Patrick Fresconia. He's an attorney who defended John in a successful result to get coverage from the VA. With Gene and Gogs Mackay, you're in the podcast. 
are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. I'm really glad my buddy Mark turned me on to GunsAD.com. I got to tell you, I didn't want to buy any more firearms. I didn't want a paperwork trail headed back to Big Brother. I want 100% privacy. I want to be an invisible gun owner. Hello? So Mark says, hey, you know, GunsAD.com, Ghost AR-15. Ghost means invisible. Get it? Ghost AR-15. GunsAD.com. I got a couple, if you know what I mean. Go to GunsAD.com or call 844-2-GUNS-80. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. A little bit later, we'll be presenting your questions, listeners. Post at forum.theparacast.com, forum.theparacast.com. One more place for you to visit if you haven't done so already. PLUS.thepowercast.com plus.thepowercast.com. And there you learn all about Powercast Plus, where you get the ad free version of the show with higher quality audio after the Powercast podcast. More to come. It's only $5 a month, $50 a year, $175 for five years, where you get 18 months free coverage plus.thepowercast.com. It's well worth it. Help support the show. Gogs Mackay is our guest co-host this week. We have Patrick Frisconia, an attorney who helped defend John Burroughs to get his coverage from the VA. We have Nick Pope joining us. Gogs, you had a question or a comment? My uh, comment was now that there has been this um, you know, decision that John's going to be able to get his disability due to the radiation damage to his heart from the Rendlesham case, I wonder what some of the 
more well-known Rendlesham sceptics will be saying now, are they going to blame the radiation on the Orford Nest lighthouse or, you know, how are they, how is that going to fit into their worldview about Rendlesham? Nick, um, you want to grab that one? Nick. Well, I don't know how they'll deal with that. You know, they'll, I, I think there are a couple of potential strategies. First, they'll just ignore it. It's, it's kind of, it's a too difficult a question. Second, they'll try and spin it somehow that maybe there was some other, I, I, I don't know, prosaic cause of this. But I mean, I think the response to all of that is don't take our word for it. Look at the Ministry of Defense's own documents here. There's a, a verifiable audit trail of formally classified papers, the provenance of which is not disputed, which step by step, take you through what happened. So what what are they going to say? I don't know, but uh, I think it's it's going to be interesting. Patrick, let me ask you a quick question here. You've heard about other instances possibly involving illnesses or injuries sustained in connection with UFOs. Do you plan to take on any more cases? Well, that, that's that's another good question. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say no to that. I think if I found or came across one that particularly struck me as someone has been uh, railroaded again by the by the VA or the government, I probably would be swayed to do so. There are several uh, several varieties of injuries that I've been contacted about. None quite as specific as John's, I don't believe, but some similar. Um, but uh, I, I, I very well could, yes. Obviously, it's not a case where you get a lot of return in terms of financial rewards. It's not like a simple accident case. So is this where well, you're just giving of your time to do it? It is. And that's why I wouldn't say I'm exuberant in saying that I would just take any case uh, that might come my way. I've been uh, practicing law almost 25 years, and this is not a case that there was any money involved or, or paid to me. But at the same time, it has, without a doubt, been the most satisfying case of that quarter century I've been practicing. There is, there's a lot of return, if you will, in that regard in handling something like this, if you can do it, you know, because it does take some time, that's for sure. Just very briefly here, what kind of law do you practice? Well, I began my career as a public defender doing uh, criminal defense work for the county uh, in which I resided. And then later I would move into consumer protection work, uh, which is the, would be uh, prosecuting cases for the consumer against abuses by banks and credit card companies and the like. Well, that's got to keep you busy. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So with this information, this evidence, Nick Pope, where do you take this now, that you have what looks like an acknowledgement that someone was injured by a UFO? How do you take that and expand it to getting to a better conclusion about ufos well i think one way to take this forward is now to try to engage with the mainstream media about this and and say look you know there are a lot of silly season stories about ufos kind of flying around but here's something tangible and verifiable uh here's something which really is a, a, a yeah smoking gun on on this subject in, in a field where there are so many uh, false or exaggerated claims, 
here's something absolutely tangible that you can put your hand on. So I think I think one way to take this forward would be, as I say, to engage with the mainstream media to to get the the real big players involved in this and to say to people, look, we're not trying to yeah, kind of present any definitive explanation as to the true nature of the UFO phenomenon. We don't know necessarily what we are dealing with here, but we are dealing with something that has real tangible and sometimes harmful effects on people. And therefore, don't let's throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes, there are some hoaxes. Yes, there are some kind of you know, fairly crazy people involved in this field. But strip that away. And there is a core phenomenon here, which is very real. And we now have the verifiable proof that both the British and the American government have accepted this. I mean, this is not People, people in the UFO field, and maybe we'll get on to talk about this in more detail, but people in the UFO field often talk about disclosure with a, with a big D, and they have this kind of stereotypical view that the president is going to come on TV and, and you know, he's going to say, my pre- fellow Americans, people of the world, we are not alone. There's this kind of very cliched and naive idea of what it's going to look like. It's not going to look like that. It's going to look more like what's just happened. In other words... It's confirmation of, of sorts. But, you know, no government can turn around and say, hey, this is real and we've lied to everyone for, for kind of nearly 70 years or, or whatever. But what you will, if, if those people who know how to read government and how they, they kind of play these things, this is, this is exactly what's happening. It's, it's disclosure with a little d, not a big d. And, and if, if indeed it's disclosure at all, as, as I say, maybe confirmation. Is is a more accurate term, Nick? Um, what what media interest has have you had uh, just regarding this uh, settlement with John Burroughs? Well, it's very early days. I mean, this is literally uh-huh. uh, you know something which is has just uh, really broken in in the the last few days. So I I have not kind of really given this too much thought yet. And of course, it's it's a difficult situation in a sense. Uh, I, I do a lot of work with the media, but this is, don't, people shouldn't forget in, in all of this, you know, there's a lot of people telling John, you know, oh, this is what you should do. This is what, this is a deeply personal medical information to, to John. Um, there are maybe outstanding legal issues too, which Pat can advise on. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I've got my own ideas, of course. I mean, we'd all like to see this in the the Times, the Post, Good Morning America, whatever. But uh, you know, that's not my call. That's that's uh, really really for John to decide how much or how little of this he he wants to come out with. I mean, John's bottom line here was not. And sorry, John, speaking for you like this. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. But John's bottom line here was not to prove anything or not prove anything to the UFO community. It was to to kind of get his medical situation resolved. And he, as a courtesy, because he knows a lot of people in the UFO community are interested in this and following it very closely, has has told people what's what's going on. But it's really his call as to to how much or how little he wants to do with all this. Is that fair, yeah, John? Uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, we went public with this because it was kept quiet for a while behind the scenes. And it really came to light when we did the disclosure hearings, you know, in D.C. And it it was it was neat to see that six I believe it was six maybe it was more I think it was six so members of ex members of Congress were so moved by this so upset by this 
that they actually had Pat draft them a letter. They signed it, and it went to the president, which, oh, by the way, the letter ended back up in my case file. So the president, somewhere in the president office of the president of the United States, they received this, acknowledged it, and sent it back to the VA. Now, I'm going to ask more about that in a moment. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Patrick Fresconia. More to come with Gene and Gogs Mackay. You're in the podcast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. What good is a big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's Powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Extend your life with Extendovite. Here is what one doctor has to say about Extendovite. 
I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on your product and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with uh, heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast killing effect. The yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver hard. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there I find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the, the gut, it's working on the liver, it's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and our guest co-host, Gox McKay, on the Paracast, John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Patrick Frasconia, he's the attorney who defended John and helped him get his just due from the VA so he gets coverage for his condition. Let's continue here about the statement of disclosure with a small d about this information getting into the president's office. But this could be you, Nick, or you, John, answering it. Do you think the president of the United States knows much about any of this? He's too busy with other considerations these days, isn't he? Well, I'll give my take, and it maybe it'd be interesting to hear what Nick had to say from a, the you know the British side of the you know pond. But I, I, the, if it's national security, which it is, I mean these documents kind of say it is. Um, then yeah, I mean you would hope he's briefed on it, and you would hope he's kept abreast of it. How deep he's briefed on it, no one knows. But you know there, but it's clear that. You know, there's things flying around in the sky that are unidentified. There's things going on that are unidentified. I'm sure, you know, the Pentagon itself is more into it than anything else. But I would I would assume, I would have to assume based on just the covering of the documents. Like way back, Peter Gersten went for a bunch of documents that were all blacked out. Okay. Condine itself, the majority of it is still classified. Okay. Then you go into the fact that you even go into... Our FOIA with the United States government, two things stood out. State Department was involved in an incident. We've got verification of that. They told us they didn't have documents on it. They wouldn't release them unless the Air Force agreed to it. Air Force denied the documents. And then the CIA said they need to confirm or deny if they're holding classified information on the incident. So you would hope and believe that he has some kind of knowledge of what's going on. Nick, can you quickly comment on this whole thing about of no defense significance. When you were working at the MOD, uh, at the, uh, inverted commas, UFO desk, uh, you know, so on the one hand, we have this situation at a a nuclear armed carrying base uh, that was subsequently classified the information on this. But on the other hand, at least publicly, we're told this is of no defense significance when it couldn't be anything, you know, other than very significant. But considering that you were an insider to your superiors, immediate superiors, uh, colleagues around, you know, who whose decision is it to actually to use that classic saying, well, it was of no defense significance? 
Who actually says that? Who writes well, the, that? The phrase no defence significance dates back decades. Uh, I don't have a precise year when it was first used, but it is essentially just a soundbite. It's what we routinely told the British Parliament, any media outlets who asked, and of course the public. It was, we very deliberately didn't define what we meant by it. Uh, and that's a typical kind of civil servant thing. We kind of, I suppose, the shorthand, if, if we had to ever justify it, it would be translated something along the lines of, well, you know, these things, whatever they may turn out to be, are not openly hostile. And that's about it. So it's, it, it is just a lazy soundbite, effectively trotted out routinely to keep people off our backs. But self-evidently, cases like the Rendlesham Forest nail the lie. I mean, it, it's impossible to look at a case like that and really conclude that it's of no defense significance. And there's a very famous quote, of course, from uh, former chief of the defense staff in the UK, Lord Hill Norton, uh, where he says precisely that. He says, clearly, whatever went down here was of extreme defense significance. Yeah, they were either all hallucinating or something happened. And either way, it's very important. That's exactly it. Yes, that's that's precisely what he he said on, on many occasions. Yes. Just very recently, there was this tweet from John Podesta leaving the White House, former chief of staff with President Clinton and rumored to be part of Hillary Clinton's campaign. His biggest regret was not getting information about ufos in so many words now that was widely quoted and widely derided by the mainstream media oh the implication being that this is a wacky political aid do you think that actually helped in any way the cause of getting more information or is it just something that was a story for three seconds who wants to take that nick yeah i'll take that in the uk we have an old saying it may not translate that well over in the States, but uh, yesterday's newspaper is today's fish and chip paper, which is, is kind of basically uh, yeah, saying that uh, once, once a story has, has run and is out there, yeah, people tend to forget it quite, quite quickly. But his remarks, whatever the true intent, were, I think, extremely helpful. I, I actually met John Podesta a few years ago, and I mean, I, his, his um, interest in this subject is certainly part of it is due to his commitment to open government and freedom of information. Uh, but there's no doubt that he's genuinely interested in the phenomenon too. Uh, whether some of the conspiracy theory is suggesting that he knows much more than he's going to say, and this is trying, you know, chipping away at the edges, trying to get something out, I couldn't speak to that. But yeah, I think his remarks were enormously helpful because in in the uh, grand scheme of things, when one tries subsequently to engage with the mainstream media on this, it's it's kind of one thing to say that you know someone's had a UFO sighting on a lonely country road late at night, but it's quite another to say a former presidential chief of staff has, has commented on this. So yeah, it, it moves us forward, I think. What about the other side of the publicity spectrum, and I'll give you an example of this. So we had the International UFO Congress near Phoenix, 
this past week. And when Chris O'Brien's back on next week's show, he'll talk about it more. There was a story in the Arizona Republic, which is a Gannett newspaper, repeated in USA Today. And basically, it focused strictly, or 90%, on abductions, about people involved in abductions. And that was the smallest part of the event and the speakers. But it was the most sensational part. You know, like somebody there was giving treatment for people who were abducted. And therefore, the entire event was painted as a place for those who think they were abducted to get help or validation. And as you see, that really didn't have that much to do with this event. But this is what happens. They look at the least of what happens at any of these UFO conventions, and that becomes the story. We only have about 40, 50 seconds to go, but I want to get reactions from John Burroughs and from Nick Pope. John? It's kind of like this to me. Um, people want an answer. They, they think the government's going to give it to them, and most people overall don't think the government's being truthful anyway, so why do they really expect the government to give them a straight-up answer? But ultimately, when it's definitely the unknown and you're also risking your career, which along the lines, you see any politician that ever touches this, it doesn't go well for them. Why should the press step out and stick their neck out on the lines anyway? But maybe this time they will, because there's a lot more proof to back up what we're saying and moving forward. So we'll see. John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Patrick Frasconia, who will be leaving soon because he has to go back to being a lawyer. <laughs> With Gene and Gogs Mackay, you're in the podcast. We are America's largest independently owned communications network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Attention listeners, SurvivalLife.com is giving away free Everstrike permanent matches for a limited time only. These matches are waterproof and will light in any weather condition, rain, snow, or sleet. It will still throw a spark. Its built-in ferro rod strikes at 3,000 degrees, and it is good for 15,000 strikes. Normally, $15. Today, it's free. Get yours at FreeWaterproofMatch.com. Again, that's FreeWaterproofMatch.com. Hurry, supplies are limited. Visit FreeWaterproofMatch.com today. It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd-buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's Togethersave.com. Togethersave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. Togethersave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at Togethersave.com. 
The Freeze Dry Guy presents Freeze Dried Turkey, Freeze Dried Ham, and the No Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze Dry Guy as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price $359.94. Sale price $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high quality, great tasting, freeze dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House. The gold standard in long-term storage products or get the freeze-dry guys no casserole unit 153 servings per case at normal retail price of $215.94 sale price $172.75 you save $43.19 but supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states call 866-404-3663 and make freezedryguy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials don't miss the freeze-dry guys february sale call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com you pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name and the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Patrick Fresconia. Pat, of course, was the lawyer who defended John Burroughs in getting his coverage from the VA. Pat, I know you have to go shortly. Having gotten this victory and you're in touch with other people and obviously you have to maintain a practice and earn a living, what's your personal viewpoint now about UFOs? Do you have any particular ideas? Well, I didn't I didn't begin. I didn't set out to prove anything. I just set out to essentially answer some questions of my own and to help him along the way. But I have to say that uh, at this point, after four years of working with John and all that we've been through together and getting him covered from the VA. Uh, there's no question that there's something unusual that's been going on. But certainly the first hurdle that I got over personally was whether John and Jim, uh, Jim Penniston were uh, being honest about what had happened to him. That, that, that's not a question anymore. But I know that they are totally honest. It's just a matter of what was it. And after you review all the possibilities in your mind, you, you come down to the fact that there is something so unusual going on, whatever that is, that it is well beyond what the public is aware of. So kind of like I've mentioned to John before, I, I really hope it's from outside the earth rather than something of ours, because I hate to think that we have the capabilities to construct and operate a craft like John saw. 
uh, I think I'd take more comfort if I knew it came from outside the earth. So personally, I think um, we are being, we're experiencing something that is coming from outside, and that's not necessarily what I thought I was going to come to the conclusion of when I began. So I didn't try to make it that way. It's just the way it's unfolded for me. You know, I was looking over your background, Pat, as you were talking, and I was really impressed by the fact that you've got a really wide-ranging education. you got a bachelor's degree in geology from UCLA. You studied German language. You, of course, studied law before becoming an assistant public defender in Mississippi. So you've been all over the place here in becoming the well-educated gentleman and having been involved in UFOs in connection with the citizens' hearing on disclosure and connection with the work and the experiences of John Burroughs, what is your reaction to this crazy field? Do you find yourself wondering sometimes whether it's worth it because of some of the infighting that goes on? Oh, well, there's no question there's infighting. There are egos, too, I think, that do some damage to the field, which you're probably going to find in anything in which, you know, people are having regular contact with the media or what have you. But and you mentioned being educated. To me, there is nothing more important than this field for all the people of this planet to be aware of. There's nothing more important because it impacts everything, everything in such a big way. It's a shame that through government disinformation programs through the years that they have muzzled the uh, academicians, that they have kept or made it silly for mainstream media outlets to cover. They did a really good job at that. And it's really a shame because this is the biggest story, or maybe at least the second biggest, depending on what your religious faith you know, could be, that the whole world has ever known. It makes, for me, it makes total sense to be involved in because everybody on the planet should be enjoying what this holds for all of us. Do you expect a resolution in our lifetimes? Now, I've been involved in studying UFOs since before you went to college. And I know that I have not seen much in the way of progress over those years. Now, I think this is progress, getting help for John Burroughs, and maybe that will lead to something. And that's another question I guess we'll ask as we wrap up the segment, Pat. Having worked with Senator McCain and getting the help and getting the VA to cover this is Senator McCain indicating at all that he wants to do anything at all to try to get more information from the government on UFOs? I'm going to have to kick that over to John since he had the most recent uh, conversation with them about that, if I could. Okay, no problem. The issue is this. Senator McCain did not, even like what Pat said, you know, he did do a conference on there. Senator McCain's office did not take this on as a UFO case. He took this on as a case that he could see one of his constituents was getting railroaded. And he got into it about the time they denied my care based on the fact I wasn't in the Air Force and the fact that I didn't, there was no medical records. And they moved forward with that. Were they aware what I was implying happened? Yes. Did they move forward this at great risk? You could say so because of the fact of what I was implying happened, not what they knew was happening. Did they know that things didn't add up? Yes, because how can you sit there and say a guy wasn't in the Air Force when he was and they were looking at documents to support it and the VA chose to overlook it along with the Department of Defense because the Department of Defense was involved in this because they contacted the Air Force, AFRPC, and they said, you know, we've got proof this guy was in and they came back and said, no, he isn't. No, he wasn't. And they even sent me an email saying that I wasn't 
Hat wasn't in during that time frame. Okay, we got around it. They eventually got it taken care of. Uh, the senior aide down in Phoenix at one point said, the aide that was taking care of this did a yeoman's job to get get my DD Form 214 released, but would never probably get access to my medical records. Senator Sanders got in the middle of it, the head of the VA Oversight Committee for the Senate. He came back and said they were classified. So all the senators involved weren't looking at it from the standpoint of at least at that point of really what happened, not as much as getting me some kind of care based on the fact that it didn't add up. Now, was there a point where it was discussed? Not about UFOs and UAPs, but it was discussed. If, in fact, that they're going to deny the documents presented to them and look at this closer, would there be a further investigation into what really happened out there? Yes. But at no time, no time did any of these senators ever imply they knew anything about UFOs or anything else. All they were doing was trying to get my records, both my personnel, my medical records, and get me taken care of. Would I think that make the process a little more effective when you start pushing the UFO angle? That turns off a lot of people, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does. But the thing is, is two of the documents that were submitted, because this is what people need to be clear about. This was all submitted based on the fact that I was injured in the line of duty. The VA does not give you disability unless it's service related. So something had to happen to you in the service to qualify for disability. The VA does not give it unless it does. Our claim was based solely on the fact that I was in the fields, I was damaged by radiation. And and not only that, everything that they replied to had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that within the documents that they supported that I was injured in the line of duty were the runs from forest documents to include Project Condine and the MOD over exposure and radiation. So it was all indirect? It was all indirect. What, what, ex- what, what do you mean by indirect? As far I as mean, of course, they're not saying, well, you were injured by a UFO. It was... No, no, that, no, Condine... Well, I want to go into Condine in in our next segment. Let's define that because we covered it in the last episode we did with you and Nick. And I'd like to get into that further in the next segment, cover more of what we know. And then, of course, we have questions from our listeners. Right. I'd like to finish finish, that last question about being indirect. I'd like to clarify that, please. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Basically... You could call it indirect, but it really isn't because they knew exactly what our case was based on. And by that, we said that I was injured in the line of duty at Rendlesham and I was exposed to radiation. They initially denied my claim based on the fact that I was not in the Air Force, so therefore it couldn't happen. In my case file, what I've been able to get a hold of, they even joked about how I claimed I was damaged by radiation. I don't remember, so I don't want to say they mentioned UFOs or not, but the people are reviewing it. But they did imply that I was implying that I was injured by UAPs and everything else. Now, UAPs, it's interesting when you go into it, a UAP is just basically a different word for UFOs. But I'd like to finish just one segment. What I will say is nobody said it was aliens. They simply said that I clearly was injured by by being exposed to what Condine said. Patrick, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you about anything related to the services you offer with regard to anything like this or anything else, do you have an address they can contact or a website? Uh, They can just email me at patfresconia at frescolaw.com. Pat Frasconia, thank you so much for coming on the Paracast, and we'll be in touch with you. Thank you. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope remaining with us with Gogs Mackay and Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. 
the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. As the new world order continues to tighten its grip on every facet of our lives, we're all asking ourselves, how can we maintain our independence? The answer is clear. Get prepared and you get prepared now. Now the only question left is where do we begin? My Patriot Supply is here to help. Call 800-247-3070 to get started with your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10. We're even covering the cost of shipping. Are you willing to rely on the government and FEMA in the event of an emergency? Call 800-274-3070 to get started with your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10. You won't be able to find this deal online, and there is a strict limit of four per caller, so don't wait. Call now, 800-274-3070. That's 800-274-3070. Call right now. Hi, my name is DeRay, suffering from migraines, having Botox injections in my head and neck to alleviate pain, costing $1,500 out of my pocket. I discovered Dr. Ortman and Gentle Touch Chiropractic Adjustment called NUCA. I'm migraine-free since my first adjustment. Thanks for giving me my life back, Dr. Ortman. I wish they prescribed you instead of Botox. Thanks, DeRay. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the solution. We design a nutritional supplement program the body can handle, actually absorb, providing nutrients, targeting the problem area. Between NUCA and nutrition, we will have you on the road to a faster and more permanent recovery. Look us up on the web at drwartman.com or call 952-303-9124. Let us help you feel better faster. Wellspring Spinal Care at 952-303-9124. Again, that's 952-303-9124. Or on the web at drortman.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. 
Visit the Berkey Guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey Guy. Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Chris O'Brien is taking the week off. I have Gox McKay as our co-host. Pat Frasconia was here earlier. He defended John Burroughs in a successful victory against the VA to get covered for the injuries he received as a result of the Rendlesham encounter. We have also Nick Pope joining us. Nick, we had talked about this somewhat during our previous episode. I want to bring it up before we get to listener questions. The Condine Report. Explain to our listeners, again, what it's about, because we have a lot of new listeners, and maybe where we stand with it right now. Sure thing. Well, the British Ministry of Defense started investigating UFOs really in 1953. Uh, some cases had been looked at on an ad hoc basis before that, indeed dating back to the Second World War. But the ministry's UFO project formally started in 1953. In the early 90s, when I was on that project, uh, one day I sat down with my opposite number in the defense intelligence staff, which is effectively part of the Ministry of Defense dealing with military intelligence. And we discussed all of this and we said, look, Over all these years, we've been investigating UFOs really on a case-by-case basis. What we have not done, or or not really done in the sense that an intelligence study would would do, is is take an overview of this, a holistic view, and try and do some things like some trend analysis. So effectively, rather than investigating all these cases on an ad hoc basis, sit down, go back through the huge archive of of files and say, let's do a proper, in-depth, scientific and technical intelligence study on the UFO phenomenon and see what we we think. To get funding for this, of course, we had to drop the kind of politically loaded term UFO and replace it with UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And it's interesting to see how that's now segueing out into the wider UFO community. And I think that's a good thing. So it's, uh, that's, that's a very long way, of, and I hope the background was useful, in, in saying it, is, it was a highly classified intelligence study on UFOs. And when I say highly classified, it was not just highly classified, it was extremely sensitive. And here's the reason. It would kind of have directly, and and indeed it did, directly contradict the line that we were churning out to Parliament, the media, and the public. Remember earlier in the show, we talked about this no defense significance soundbite. Well, if UFOs really are of no defense significance, you sure as heck would not be commissioning a highly classified intelligence study on it. So that's why... We were extremely wary about this because it would it would kind of say to Parliament and the media, hey, that thing that you say that you don't do and that you're not interested in, well, you're up to your eyeballs in it. So it was a very difficult situation. 
And I was actually quite surprised when the study was actually declassified and released. And although parts of it, of course, and John's been very involved in the struggle to get these parts of it out, parts of it are still blacked out to this day. But I, I must say I was surprised the thing came out at all. Nick, could we, could we make an assumption that the, the parts that are blacked out are probably just like methods and sources? Or do you think there's some real juicy stuff that may have been you know, withheld from declassification? It's a bit of both. Uh, but actually, although, of course, I can't tell you what the blacked out bits say, you can do some pretty good uh, deductions on this. And the way to do it is to look at the blacked out bits, and it will tell you alongside each bit which exemption to the Freedom of Information Act has been used to justify withholding the information. Now, you can go on to any of the UK government websites and look at the FOI guidance. Uh, I think the main one is the Ministry of Justice website. And you can see, uh, yeah, and sure, when you check, some of the information that's been withheld is indeed methods and sources. But you'll find some that falls under the more, shall we say, interesting categories like defense and national security. And clearly, what gets to a heart of the lot, a lot of the secrecy and redaction in Project Condine and indeed in the UFO phenomenon more generally is the extremely contentious issue of weaponization of this phenomenon. And that really does get to the heart of the issue, I think. It's, it's not an area that I can say much on, uh, aside from point people to what has already been declassified in Project Condine's final report, but it, it talks about potential military purposes that might derive from a better understanding of what we're dealing with. And it talks about everything from impulse radars to very high power gen energy generation and uh, most interestingly of all, of course, RF weapons, a, a directed energy weapon, essentially. Yeah, I'd be flabbergasted if maybe, you know, companies like British Aerospace or Kinetic, you know, these kind of defence players, I would imagine there would have to be some kind of involvement by uh, companies like this uh, on the technical aspects because, you know, uh, mining uh, good UFO information, UAP information, like Chris O'Brien's mentor, Ray Stanford, that could lead us to some huge scientific leaps. So it would just be ridiculous to believe that, you know, somewhere people aren't taking great notice of this. But obviously, no one's going to shout about it because technical intelligence for the military is, of course, very classified, just like it is in the, in the civilian sector. We're not going to find out about it, but we can be pretty sure it's happening. I think that's a reasonable assumption. I think the best example you've got of where this actually did, for a brief moment, get out into the open, the, the extent to which big business is interested in this, was when the subject got put on the agenda at the Global Competitiveness Forum in 2011 in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And I attended and presented there. And I mean, just to, you know, this is the Arab world's equivalent of the World Economic Forum. All the big corporations on the face of the planet are there. Bill Clinton was the keynote speaker. Tony Blair was also a, a, a speaker. Yeah, the financial implications of this phenomenon were discussed, not just at the soft end 
you know, people talking about things like mining asteroids and space tourism, but, you know, the, the technological biotechnology issues that might result from discovering extraterrestrial life. Okay, Gina, are we going to go through some listener questions now? I think that's a very good idea. So we, of course, always ask our listeners when we have a guest book or several guests like we did this week to ask their questions. And we don't censor those questions, although sometimes we have to consolidate them. But you post them in a place called the Question Bank at forum.thepowercast.com. That's forum.thepowercast.com. We have about four segments left with the show, and we'd like to cover a few of our listener questions during it. Gogs, you have something to start with. Yeah. Firstly, I'm going to go to a question by Psychedelic Alchemist, who's been posting since October 2013. And his first question is, I have just started reading Georgina Bruni's book, You Can't Tell the People, which I believe is a Margaret Thatcher quote. And anyway, and he's curious to know if, Nick, have you read that book and what your opinion is of it? And secondly, what do John and Nick make of claims that were made about alien entities being seen in the vicinity of the craft and communicating with General Gordon Williams? Can they categorically rule out any such thing occurring? So if I go to Nick first about the You Can't Tell the People book and what's your opinion on that, if you've read it? Well, not only have I read it, but I wrote the forward to it. Uh, Georgina Bruni was a very good friend of mine. Uh, sadly, she passed away some years ago now, but um, she and I uh, talked a lot when she was researching and writing the book. It is, it, it is a, an excellent book on the subject, and, and anyone interested in the Rendlesham Forest incident should, should certainly uh, try to get hold of a, a copy of it. I, I think uh, clearly encounter in Rendlesham Forest was written some years after You Can't Tell the People and, and uh, uh, of course, tells predominantly John and Jim's story, but the wider story of the incident from the point of view uh, that Georgina, of course, didn't have at the time. I mean, uh, uh, when Georgina was writing uh, her, her book, for example, Project Condine had not been declassified. So Encounter in Rendlesham Forest had that advantage of, of um, uh, all, all this su- supplementary material being available. Let's I, cover more of that in our next segment. Nick sure. Pope, John Burroughs, Gene and Gogs Mackay, you're in. The Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk. For every political persuasion, we are GCN. Are you hungry for delicious, nutritious, rich, and satisfying home-cooked meals? Discover the Vita Clay 4-in-1 Smart Organic Cooker. Unglazed Zisha Clay, an ancient secret that makes this fast multi-cooker so special. Infusing your food with incredible flavors, perfect texture, vitamins, and minerals for your good health. It's a slow cooker, rice cooker, a steamer, plus a yogurt maker. Go to VitaClayChef.com and enter promo code RADIO20 for 20% off at checkout. That's VitaClayChef.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing tax 
taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Gogs McKay, our guest co-host this week, we are welcoming Nick Pope and John Burroughs. We're talking, of course, about the Rendlesham case. And now we've kind of segued to Project Condine, which... As Nick mentioned in our previous segment, he was able to discuss in more detail an encounter in Rendlesham Forest. Nick? So just to wrap it up, yes, absolutely. I, I not only have read but was involved in some you know, research capacity in, in view of my friendship with Georgina in the writing of You Can't Tell the People. It's a great book, and I thoroughly recommend it. Nick, can you quickly just confirm the the quote, you can't tell the people? Was I right in attributing that to Margaret Thatcher? You were spot on. Um, uh, And was she a friend? They they shared politics and they they were involved in in some of the same charities and uh, social functions. And certainly Georgina had met Margaret Thatcher on on several occasions and on this one occasion got to discuss with her not just the UFO phenomenon, but specifically the Rendlesham Forest incident. And Margaret Thatcher's quote, uh, you you can't tell the people and, you know, what exactly that meant, perhaps we'll we'll never know. But uh, yes, that that remark was made to Georgina at, at a charity function back in, I think, about 1999. Okay, and then, so going back, John, maybe you can start with this. The second part of the question was talking about claims of actual alien entities being seen in the vicinity of the craft, and a part I haven't heard of, of communicating with a General Gordon Williams. I'm not even familiar with that name, but John, maybe you you could speak about this. Sure. um, The interesting thing Nick read earlier about that statement about the radiation it also goes a little further and says people aren't even aware how it's affecting them. There were there was a lot of different people that saw different things, and each one of them saw it a little bit differently. The actual point you're pointing at is, um, and I'm going to kind of, how do I want to word this? Uh, 
the person that has been accused of saying that, Larry Warren, says he didn't say it like that. What he claims he said was the only way he could describe it was possibly beans. And that was put out on the CNN piece. Um, within that CNN piece, there's another individual. He always gets misidentified as Sergeant Gullius, but it was actually Sergeant Ball. Said within the blue lights, you could have seen some kind of life form. So to say that what was out there couldn't have been intelligence, no, you can't say it didn't. As a matter of fact, Colonel Hall has gone on the record saying it's from somewhere else. It's ET. It showed intelligence, the ability to move and intelligence. It, in Condine, it says it shows the ability to do things and, and shows intelligence. So the big question is, is what, what exactly, which is still being worked on, exactly what is what it really is? Where, where can we trace it back to? And that really isn't in Condine, and that is still hasn't been totally disclosed yet. But I will say one more thing. Edgar Mitchell did an interview with an English guy a few years ago on English radio, and he kind of gave away some of the goods in a 10-minute clip where he talked about the, you know, that he knows we've been visited by the phenomena. He knows it's real. And they haven't, he did say, they haven't identified outside our, you know, outside of Earth where it's coming from, but there's no doubt there's a phenomena. And not only that, in Condine, it goes into about how they used astronauts and other people to study this and be involved in the study. And um, I believe Mr. Mitchell was one of those people that was involved in it. Okay, I'm going to go to a question from Burnt State, uh, a.k.a. Robert, who has been on the show and is one of our uh, frequent posters. Um, I'm going to go to his second question, actually, um, and it is as follows. We know that memory is a very tricky thing and that we really just remember the details of the last time we remember something. So this would be for John. How have you come to terms with the many complex memories that have unfolded for you? And do you ever feel sometimes that the events that took place have been altered or shifted in any way by the very act of remembering, just like an, an iterative process of like all the times you've thought about it, maybe things are being subtracted and added. Do you ever doubt what happened to you or feel that your own mind has altered or imbued the experience with elements and feelings that were not actually present originally? A bit of a mouthful, that question, but I think I think you can see where it was going. I can sum it up pretty quickly. What he's basically implying was, as the years have gone on, it seems like different people have added more to the story. And does my interviews and stuff, you know, as far as has what I've said changed? No. I've stuck to the same story from day one. I, matter of fact, I was the one who got the dates right when they were, were wrong in the memo, and a lot of other people were reporting the dates wrong. I was the one that got the time right. I was the one that stood by the fact that I never did see Jim walk around it. Never, never have said I did. Never, never will. Okay. So my story stayed the same. Now, I've been under hypnosis. There's some things that come out of hypnosis that that actually can fill in some of the missing blanks. But I've been very careful to say the difference between what I remember and what I don't. Okay, and I've never changed my story. I've never felt that it's made my story made me feel any different about what happened to me, other than the actual evidence that has been uncovered now fills in a lot of the missing pieces to what I feel happened to us. Now, one of the concerns I've had, and I don't know about Goggs and his opinion, but Chris O'Brien also shares this with me. When you have some episodes of hypnotic treatment like regression, there's a danger of contaminating one's memories of an event. It's so easy to do that. 
Were you ever worried about this before you underwent hypnosis to recover some details? Not totally. I was more worried about what might come out because I felt that I was that there was clearly I couldn't remember a lot of the stuff. So I was concerned what might come out. Now, that was a valid concern because a bunch of stuff came out. Now, the one thing I will say is what came out of hypnosis is is kind of shat- earth-shattering and it shakes you up. Matter of fact, some of the skeptics have even said, they try to point out, well, he never says that, you know, he saw a craft. I never have ever said I saw a craft. It gets labeled into it. What I saw was lights, and I've given a description of the lights, okay? And even the hypnosis, I don't have memories. In other words, I know what I said in hypnosis, but that doesn't mean me back, oh, yeah, now I remember that. Now I remember this. No. And I made very made me very sure what little has been put out on my hypnosis that I make clear that this is what came out under hypnosis. And yes, it does seem to fill in some of the pieces, but it doesn't jar my memory of what I re- you know, actually remember. Never has, never will. It did help me look at some things for evidence, which, believe it or not, that's what's led to a lot of what I've uncovered. And it's verifiable evidence. It's not evidence like even MJ-12 where they can discredit it. Like Nick said, these documents, Condine, are on the MOD webpage. They're real. And, and it's actual. And one other thing it helped me with, it helped me get some FOIA stuff answered where I caught the British government in a lie. Who administered this hypnosis? Um, I'm not going to divulge his name because he's never given me permission to do that. But it was done back in the 80s. One of the cases was done back in the 80s early on. And it was done by some interesting people that go back to actually the intelligence world that we found out later on. Did the person who did this hypnosis... Did that person have a background in doing UFO research, specifically abduction research or not? No, he was actually a person that was involved in police work. Okay. May I interject on that? A very important point. Yes, it's important to stress that there are problems that can result from regression hypnosis, and it's, it's an extremely controversial subject. Let's not forget, though, that Project Condine states that memories are being scrambled not by regression hypnosis, but by exposure to the phenomenon itself. This is both in the executive summary, and for anyone who wants to drill down into it, Volume 2, Annex F, Working Paper 1, and it talks about its underheadings like non-ionizing electromagnetic effects on humans and electromagnetic field from a plasma. And it actually talks about memory and perception being modified by the phenomenon. So, so you know, again, there's a, a tangible kind of a factor here way before you get into the question of someone going and getting hypnotized. We've got Nick Pope, John Burroughs. Remember to go to plusstopthepowercast.com, plusstopthepowercast.com. And by the way, if you sign up for a limited time only, we'll get you the ebook version of Stalking the Tricksters, that famous book from Chris O'Brien. That's for either one-year or five-year subscriptions. PLUS.theparacast.com. With Gene and Goggs, you're in The Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. 
check out their Prime hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights in your hard-earned dollars by a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Gene and Goggs here. We're talking with John Burroughs and Nick Pope. Very quickly, 
If you go to plus.theparacast.com, sign up for a year or more of the Paracast Plus. We get you a copy of Stalking the Tricksters by Chris O'Brien. He also has another book to give away, Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. You get that by signing up for our free newsletter at theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Gogs, you got more questions from our listeners? Yes, Gene. I'm going to go to a question from Blowfish, also known as Kev, who's been posting since uh, 2010. I'm going to amalgamate part of his questions two and three. And this is uh, directed for Nick. And uh, it's basically, Mr. Nick Pope, during your service in the British forces, I think the MOD is more accurate. Did you ever feel your investigations were stonewalled? And did you have access to radar data from NATO bases or question individual servicemen and women, servicewomen, NATO, there would be NATO personnel, sorry, it's just the way it's worded, regarding UFO cases on operational matters? So I think he's asking basically, were you ever stonewalled? Did you have access to radar data from multiple NATO bases, and did you ever meet any other nation's officers outside NATO, your counterparts, if you like, who investigated UFOs? Well, radar was an integral part of, of the UFO project. All the UFO sightings that we investigated were sent in parallel to the Ministry of Defense's radar experts, and tapes would be checked to see whether visual sightings could be correlated by radar. So that was primarily Royal Air Force. Uh, but yes, certainly on occasion, I mean, we the whole point about radar is that uh, it's an integrated chain. So yeah, we would absolutely have access to NATO uh, radar bases too if, if we needed them. And indeed, on some occasions, we even went outside the UK and, and inquired about other nations where friendly nations, allies, had interesting cases that would have a bearing on our own. I mean, for example, we, on the wave of sightings in Belgium in 1989 and 1990, in 1993, because we had some very similar sightings in the UK, we, I actually went through our military attache and in the British embassy in Brussels to speak to the Belgian Air Force about this. And we inter- interviewed the uh, Chief of Staff of the Belgian Air Force, uh, General Wilfred de Brouwer, and the two F-16 pilots who were scrambled to intercept a uh, UFO on the night of March 30th and 31st, 1990. So, yeah, we absolutely uh, could get access to that data and reach out to people. Was I stonewalled? I, I don't think so. I mean, on, on occasion, I came up against people in the chain of command who who were skeptical about this, or who were perhaps overly defensive, that if we were kind of caught, if I can use that phrase, if if we were caught doing too much of this, it would make our public position, you know, that we're not really interested in this, we don't really investigate much, it's all of no defense significance, it would make all that, it would be rather difficult to explain. So so I came up against kind of defensiveness of of getting uh, too involved, or rather getting caught (laughs) <laughs> being too involved, but not not stonewalling. I don't think so. Okay, Nick, I've got a personal addition to uh, Kev's uh, question there. You'll know, of course, uh, the Pitlochery diamond-shaped UFO case that I believe you used to have a picture 
of taken by a couple of hill walkers. I believe in this picture there was an, uh, presumably an RAF jet, possibly a Harrier or something. Did you ever get to uh, interview the pilot of that aircraft, if I'm remembering the case correctly? No, I didn't. This case was the, the case had actually occurred in August of 1990 when the photos were sent into us. So it was my predecessor on the UFO project who investigated this. I don't know whether he interviewed the pilot or not. In fact, from memory, I believe there was even a, a problem tracing the aircraft, though you're quite correct. It, it was um, uh, thought to be a Harrier from the photographic analysis we did. Uh, yeah, this this uh, photo was on our office wall for many years, and then it was removed because my head of division had convinced himself, rightly or wrongly, that it showed some secret prototype spy plane or drone that that we shouldn't have uh, seen. But I mean, you know, I, again, I discussed this with my opposite number in the defense intelligence staff, and we were clear this was this was no spy plane or drone. I mean, this this was like nothing any of us had seen before. And I mean, when when an intelligence expert with specialism in that area says, you know, it's not an aircraft or drone, you haven't got many places left to go. I could just picture you feet in your desk looking up at this picture in a kind of Fox Mulder pose thinking, you know, I want to believe. <laughs> it, it was it was very funny because uh, we had it on the wall and and on occasion people would come in to our office and they'd start discussing something and then you'd see their eyes beginning to wander. And then after a while, they would just say, I'm sorry, I have to ask, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a case that doesn't really seem to get much publicity, even here in the UK. I, I think it, maybe there aren't that too many details available, but it, it's by what, even by what you're just telling us just now, sounds like a, a fascinating case. Yes, if, um, uh, there, there is an article on my website called The Calvine Incident, um, which, which goes into some of the details. And ironically, actually, though I can't talk about this because it's all commercially confidential until it's out there, I'm actually filming a TV interview about this case probably in about three weeks' time. So fortunately, there is maybe some media interest in this building. Now, uh, just, I suppose, going back to the stonewalling, I, I find it very difficult to believe that your predecessor would be unable to locate a pilot of a Harrier, considering how big the UK is, how many RAF bases would have squadrons of Harriers or even Royal Navy, because I know I served myself. Um, it's, you know, it shouldn't be hard. If you have a date for something, it shouldn't be hard to find a pilot who would have been scrambled or ha maybe currently on an exercise at the time. I find that hard to believe. Not, not so you, but your predecessor. Yeah, no, so, no, yes. I, I share your view. Yeah, the implication is then, you know, that there was a, a bit of a no, don't go there, maybe. I think that is a reasonable inference to draw, yes. Yeah. Uh, Gene, uh, are we continuing with questions? Let's do our break first before we do okay. that. All right. We're going to break in a moment and give everybody a chance to take a deep breath. Our guests this week include John Burroughs, who, of course, was one of the witnesses in the Rendlesham Forest UFO case back in 1980. We have Nick Pope, who, of course, headed the UFO desk at the UK Ministry of Defense and now has gone on to civilian life and been quite successful. We have Gogs Mackay, our guest co-host, who is standing in or sitting in for Chris O'Brien. 
who's off this week, but we'll be back next week. And we're going to have Gogs, by the way, do the After the Paracast podcast with me, which he's heard before, but now it's cemented that thing. With Gene and with Gogs, you're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's TogetherSave.com. TogetherSave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. TogetherSave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at TogetherSave.com. Do good people ever want to call an attorney just to find out if they're right or wrong? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what are you forced to think about first? Money. If you could call as often as you wanted and talk as long as you need without a bill, would you call? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Extend your life with Extendovite. Here is what one doctor has to say about Extendovite. 
I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on your product and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with uh, heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast killing effect. The yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver hard. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there I find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy is close to what we do in our program, as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the, the gut. It's working on the liver. It's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Gogs McKay is my co-host this week. Chris O'Brien took a week off. We have John Burroughs, Nick Pope. Earlier on, we had Patrick Frasconia, the attorney who defended John to get him his benefits from the VA. And anytime you have to cope with government bureaucracy, especially the besieged U.S. agency, the Veterans Administration, you know, more power to him. He didn't ask for a ton of money. He just did it because it was the right thing to do. Gogs, you have some more questions from listeners. Yeah, I'll quickly just give a little announcement to uh, possibly new listeners that if you want to be uh, giving questions for Gene and Chris, um, which will be at forum.theparacast.com, if you kind of check in with the forum early in the week, sometimes there's only a little bit of notice a day or two about an upcoming guest, and that's the time to get your questions in. Uh, So... If you want to get a question, just keep checking the forum at the start of the week and you should be able to catch it. So I'm going to go to a question from a very new signee called Open Minded Earthling, who apparently joined on Friday. And um, this question is going to be for John. And the question is, do you agree with Jacques Vallée that what happened was some kind of human probe security threat assessment test or other human war games or hoax and not from ET or off planet? So I think he's basically kind of trying to say, is, is this, was this some kind of psyop? Is there any possibility in your mind that this could have been a staged incident? I I can cover that in two segments. Number one, Jacques did say that at one point on Coast to Coast. And then after he talked to Colonel Hall, he redacted that. He reversed it and said, no, he didn't believe that was the case after all. So I have no idea what Colonel Hall told him to change his mind. I have tried to figure or get in touch with Jacques on that. I haven't gotten to that point yet because I've been busy with a lot of other stuff. What I will say is this. If you know the area that we were at, there was all kinds of classified SAP special access programs going on during that time frame. You had Marlos from Heath there. You had our Bowsey, Wooten, and a couple other things that were out in that area. That area is well known for its development of new technology, cutting-edge technology through the years. So 
could it actually there have been something we were doing or involved with to be involved with it? It's very possible. I mean, but what's clear when you go back to Condine again, that they're aware of a phenomenon that exists. Not only that, there was some work being done on the phenomenon during the time frame our incident took place by some scientists anyway. So they're well aware that there's a phenomenon in that area and that we were exposed to it. But can you rule out the fact that we were involved in and doing something too, either prior, you know, during or after? No, you can't right now. May I chip in on that? Chip away. Yeah. The PSYOP theory was kind of effectively put to bed, I think, when it came out. uh, One of the documents that we got hold of in in researching and writing the book was a document entitled The Role of Behavioral Science in Physical Security. It basically went on to say that, yes, of course, you know, sometimes you will initiate various active procedures, initiating events to see how how the you know, security personnel respond. But it went on to say, you know, it talked about black hat assaults as a result of the system, uh, as a test of the system, et cetera, et cetera. It went on to say everybody early in the game knows it's an exercise. What you cannot do, so far as I can see at the present time, is to actually initiate an event which will result in the call out of a fire team for example, without the whole system knowing it's an exercise. That is simply beyond the scope of what we might be able to do. So, yeah, we considered, of course, as as part of writing Encounter in Rendlesham Forest, it would have been dishonest of us not to consider all these theories. But when we consider these theories, we always try to chase down paperwork like this document. Uh, and again, we cite that it's on page it's on page 104. So we, we kind of dismissed that theory. I could still like to add one thing to it, though. Now, the reason why I say there's still a possibility, okay, even though Nick brings up valid points, is sometimes things are going on. This may not have even been meant for us to get involved with. You know what I mean? Because the, it was actually the areas where this would have been going on and they've been working on this was far enough away from the base. They, our base and our personnel may have never even known about it, number one. And number two, it is kind of convenient this all took place over one of the most quiet periods in the UK, which is over the Christmas holidays. So all I'm saying is Nick brings up valid points to the other point, but you can't totally rule out that some something we were doing had something to do with what happened either. I don't feel that way at all. All right, I've got a question myself. I seem to remember vaguely uh, reading or seeing that possibly some of the airmen, security personnel involved, may have been quite harshly interrogated, possibly even using kind of truth drugs type of thing. Was there any truth to that kind of thing? There's been several people said different things have happened to them. Jim Penniston has talked about it. He um, talked a little bit about being brought in several times. Obviously, he would have. He was in charge that night as far as when we went out there. But then when he goes under hypnosis, it does come out that he was, you know, had, um, I believe, the sodium pentothal used on him. Um, Other people have vivid memories of it happening. But the actual drug of choice probably wouldn't have been pentothal if it was used. And I say if because I don't have memory of having it done to me. Would have been amethal, not pentothal. And I presume it would be AFOSI that would have been administering um, this test? Not necessarily. If 
what people have claimed they say saw and remember happened, it probably would have been much higher above OSI. There would have been actually people from the British government up in their agencies and probably CIA, DIA, you know, NSA could have been involved. Um, but again, I'm just telling you this. You asked the question. I don't have any proof of that or do I have ever rem- any sure. memory of that. But other people have brought this up. So, uh, Just to clarify, John, since you achieved this victory against the VA, you haven't been contacted by anybody in the government about Rendlesham or anything, right? No. Um, other than I'll tell you the, the, the thing that, that stands out. They still won't answer the question on the records. They still won't an- give the final case file review. And what happened was after I got this, um, it was funny. Senator McCain's office was never directly involved as far as what I mean is getting the initial stuff. It always come to me. But right at the end, they finally did what Senator McCain's office been asked for in the first place, sent it to them. But... They did now try to get out of the final thing, which was the FOIA, which is a big deal, and where my records are and, you know, what classification they are. So indirectly, yes. Directly, no. No one's picked up the phone and talked to me about why they gave it to me. Just let it happen and don't draw attention to it. That's kind of what we're thinking is going on. I think I can only, you know, just give you our guess on why this happened. I think there was a threat. There was a threat that we would go to court, which they knew it was viable. That what we were going to go, and I want to clarify where we were going to go with this. We were going to go in because what was being suggested was, well, they can't confirm. First of all, I wasn't even in the military, but once we got it straightened out, they can't see my records, so they can't confirm that I was injured. You know, during the time frame I say I was. So. If, in fact, they were going to continue to deny me on that fact, we were prepared to go to federal court and ask for, because we could not get an answer, and we still can't get an answer to this day, where my medical records are and why they're classified and why they're being held up, to even the extent of what they they admitted in this thing, which is very interesting to us, and we want an answer on this, but we haven't got one yet, we're still trying, is it pops up in the what they reviewed was my records, my medical records. Now... The case file that we have gotten our hands on, they even discussed the fact that I had no medical records. Now, where did these medical records all of a sudden come from? Because they've denied all along that they've ever had records from 7982. So these are a lot of unanswered questions yet that need to be answered. To include the fact that it was brought up in Phoenix, it was interesting when we made the announcement, a couple of attorneys stood up and said, you know, you have a right to your records, which is the law, and you should get them because you never know what could happen in the future. And yet they continue not to want to let me look at my past records or have any involvement in my current records. Well, that might require following a lawsuit, too, in federal court. But well, that's what they suggested, and they said they were willing to support us in doing it and volunteer their time. All right. One more segment with John Burroughs, Nick Pope, Gene, and Gogs Mackay. You're in the podcast. Think Alive, the network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. There's a man named Dr. Joel Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor, both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician. Doc asks, why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, take charge of their health, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects and more toxic prescription drugs. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government, big pharma, and big insurance manipulation of our health care system. I'm George Norrie, and I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I urge you to join the Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have John Burroughs and Nick Pope. Of course, John is celebrating the victory, getting his health benefits finally after a huge fight from the Veterans Administration. 
Now, in ongoing treatment here, have you actually gone to the VA or private physicians to get ongoing treatment? Actually, to make a long story short, when McCain, Senator McCain's office really started pushing, all of a sudden things expedited, and it expedited for two reasons. Um, his involvement and a letter we received from I cannot name the doctor, but he's a forensic doctor that understood radiation and what it probably was. Wrote up a letter, sent it to Pat. It's uh, basically attorney-patient doctor privilege that I can't release the name or everything that was in it. But once that letter was presented to the VA, all of a sudden things started to change. I, my surgery was done by the VA and the Heart Institute down there, the Arizona you know, University of Tucson and the VA has a major medical heart institute down there. The surgery was done there. All the Is this in Phoenix or Tucson? Tucson. The, the, okay. the, the reason, the, their office is down there as far as where they take care of heart patients. So that was all done. But like I've said, and I want to keep reiterating to people, even my current records are classified. In other words, everything having to do with my heart and all the stuff that went on are locked up and we can't, I can't get access to them. I was able to get copies of some of the stuff, but not all of the stuff, which is against federal law. John, I'm just imagining a situation where you could be down at your uh, local VA branch or one of their medical facilities and maybe you're sitting in a waiting room and there are some other veterans, maybe of, you know, a recent war, somebody with a limb missing, somebody with PTSD, and maybe you start up a conversation and, you know, one soldier says to an airman, so what are you here for? And the other one says, what am I here for? Has anyone ever asked you, said, oh, what are you here for? And you you're like, well, I got zapped by a UFO. Interestingly enough, I haven't come across that yet. Now, what is interesting, though, since you've asked the question, is a lot of the doctors are very interested in this, and they start asking questions, including the doctor I had up in Cottonwood. When he wanted to look at some stuff, and he came back and told me he was denied access to it. Only certain people could look at it. So the doctors have had shown more interest in this because of what they can and can't look at within my files, and only certain people can look at me. So far, it hasn't come up. You know, otherwise, I'd be there probably all day. I more than likely would just tell them, you know, I'm in here for heart problems. Which, by the way, let me let me clarify that the latest doctor I just seen. So she's never in her in the history of her being in the VA has ever seen anybody get what I got. She didn't understand it herself and was trying to look into it and was denied access. Well, that sure makes it easy to treat you. But none of these doctors asks at all how you got this injury or did they? No, they try to ask. They do. They start asking questions. They want to know. I mean, it was interesting when I was having the heart procedures. There were some doctors that came in there. It was very interesting. I was going in for one procedure and I was going with this one doctor that was working for my surgeon because they wanted to look at the valve of putting the camera down my throat. The gag factor for me was so bad that she right away realized that they couldn't do it and there had to be extensive damage. And her comment was, as these doctors were coming in, we're not going to do the tests. They already tried to put me down the way they would and stuff. She says, we're just not going to do the tests this day. There's clearly there's enough damage that we don't need to. We, when we put him under prior to doing the surgery, we'll take a look then. These two doctors stepped up and one of them took her aside and I could hear the conversation as it started to say, I don't really care what you say. I'm telling you, this test needs to be done today. And if you need to knock him out, knock him out. And she says, I'm not going to do it. So if you want to go above my head to have it done, go ahead. And then they took it out in the hallway and they came back in and she says, well, and they left. She says, well, um, you're going to go home. We're not going to do the test. We'll do it prior to the surgery. And when they did the surgery, they find anything interesting as a result? Things that 
they might have discovered in those tests? Well, there was two things that went on that were interesting after the surgery. What Pat said earlier that the doctor said he could not see what was wrong with me. He didn't understand how it happened or what was wrong with me, what caused the damage. And the second thing was they did some tests that were done. I was drugged. A couple of doctors came in and asked to draw some blood and do certain tests. And they told me that it was to look at, look at my immune system. I went ahead and said they could do it. It was done off-site, and I've never got any answers uh, other than I was able to, and I did this purposely. I went downstairs uh, a day after. I was a couple days after. I went downstairs and started trying to get some of my files because I already knew some of this stuff was already locked up. I already tried to get it some stuff prior. I did get a couple little things from them, but the majority of this stuff, everything that went on, to including the uh, echo done afterwards and everything, is all locked up. They call it the VISTA system. And the VISTA system is a direct link between the VA and DOD. It also has to do with paperless, but it is a direct link between the DOD and the VA, so they can go back and forth on military injuries. But the interesting thing was, I've asked over and over repeatedly to get those that portion that's locked up where you can't read what they're saying and who the doctors are, and they will not give me that. Oh, that hurts. So there's still more to this, and there's still more to be done, which is a valid point of what Nick said. There's only so much we're going to say right now because there's still stuff going on within this. So we can't go into too much detail other than talk a little bit about what happened and and stuff, you know, what went on. Because they're still denying me access to my records, and they're still denying me. And, you know, in fairness, some of it is, well, okay, yeah, my VA doctors have access to it, or some of them do. But, you know, by law, I'm, I'm supposed to be able to have all this, and they just will not take care of that part. But something like that can last for years. If they want to stonewall you, they could do it, unless you got publicity. And that's a good question, too. This press release came out on the 22nd, and that, of course, was the final day of the International <laughs> UFO Congress. What kind of response have you gotten to it? Most of it's been very positive. I think most of the people that have followed it understand exactly what happened. They they saw the beginning through the middle and now towards the end of it. And they saw that there's been proof provided all along that I've been denied. I was in da 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 da. And at the end of the day, the announcement was made because I, I personally considered what to do with it when I got it. Because one of the things that concerned me was, well, if I don't announce it, I'm not being fair because I took it public, so I need to say something. But if I don't say certain things, then there's going to be people deny- saying that I've now been bought out by the government, da 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 and all this other stuff. But what's interesting is the few things that have been negative haven't been total negative, but they're pushing to see some evidence of what I said. That's going to be taken care of shortly. I'm not going to go into the way it's going to be put out, but it's going to be done out. And what I mean by credible, it's going to be verified and put out by in a way that's going to draw attention, hopefully, to this whole thing even further. That's the best I can say right now. Nick, since we're just about ready to wrap things up, where do you intend to go from here in terms of studying UFOs? In addition to this case, anything else that you are trying to consider and pursue? Uh, Well, I think it actually ties back with what uh, John has been involved with. Some of the supporting papers and documents that went into Project Condine have yet to be released. John has made multiple Freedom of Information Act requests on that. As a result of that, as a direct result, transpired that 18 more Ministry of Defense UFO files will be coming out this year. And uh, remember, of course, a year or so ago, the Ministry of Defense said, we've released absolutely everything. So uh, there is certainly more to come on this, and, and I will be involved. And as 
John was responsible for getting them out. John, I'm sure, will be involved too in some media work to promote those files when they are released. So, you know, watch this space. There are, there are definitely things that, uh, you know, we, we hope to get out there. Nick Pope, where can our listeners get more information on the things you do? My website, which is nickpope.net. Okay. John, do you have a website yet? No, I don't. Um, again, I've been focusing on the research end of it and trying, you know, as far as for my medical issues and stuff, there might be something down the road. But can I read a quote here that I think is very important? Okay. It was done by Nick a few years ago before all this started to break. And he did this quote. He did it on a particular documentary he's doing. He says, I've gone on record saying Rendlesham might be the turning point in history that leads to the explanation of UFO phenomena. And I'm not sure what he knew when he made that quote, but I think that's where this is going to end up. At the end of the day, this is going to be something that leads to confirmation of what we're dealing with. Okay, you can find us on Twitter. We're known as the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. Also on Facebook, there are two Paracast fan clubs. Use either one. If we get rid of one, we lose the other. You know, we lose that. It disappears. You can combine your memberships, but all the content disappears. We don't want that. Shame on you, Facebook. You could also check out our forums at forum.theparacast.com. And if you want to get the high-quality audio ad-free version of the show, plus after the Paracast podcast, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. You subscribe for one year or more, get a copy of the ebook version of Stalking the Tricksters from Chris O'Brien for a subscription of one year or more at plus.theparacast.com. John Burroughs, Nick Pope, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>